Welcome. Welcome to the Mark Bates Project. Listen in on conversations with artists, content creators, musicians, and other creatives who are taking a walk on the entrepreneurial side and have found ways to earn income from the things they're passionate about. Now, here's your host, Mark Bates. Hey, what's up? This is Mark Bates, host of the Mark Bates Project. Uh, we have Chrissy Rasco, a.k.a. DJ Footnotes here today, uh, host of Twitch stream Liquid Cleanse. Chrissy, what's up? Awesome. Well, the start of drum and bass came from dancing at drum and bass. <laughs> so um, I, I remember actually um, coming into the... Uh, uh, after hours clubs when I was young, um, you know, probably shouldn't mention this, but I did show mm -hmm. up a fake ID, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but started doing, started doing the after hours dancing, fell absolutely in love with the genre of drum and bass. It was just, it, it, you know, it spoke to me, it spoke to me on all levels. Um, you know, it integrating the, the hip hop elements as well and the emceeing and all that fun stuff. And, um, yeah, it just it started out from the love of dancing for it, and um, so DJ Footnote started. Um, I was born and raised in the in the music industry, and I had a really good friend of mine who understood that I really loved dancing to drum and bass, and I wanted to DJ at some point. And I was really nervous, really scared to get started. Um, had no idea what you know beat matching was on mm -hmm. vinyl or anything like this. So <laughs> all I knew is that I was born and raised in the music industry and this is where I wanted to go. Um, it took it took a lot of a lot of focus, a lot of, you know, complaining neighbors, complaining parents <laughs> to kind of work out the bugs and the kinks obviously of learning how to DJ, especially on vinyl. Um, vinyl is a very tricky one, as everybody knows. You're kind of stuck, you like just like dropping it. So you want to practice everything as much as you can, so you get stuck in that loop vibe. And you know, your parents are like, "This drives me nuts." You know, it's the same two songs over and over again. Um, but my my dad himself was amazing. My my dad actually purchased my first turntables for me um, through Long and McQuaid, and we financed them. And that's kind of kind of how DJ Footnotes started. Um, it was my dad's support. My dad basically backing everything up. My dad was a bass player and a musician, so it was a no brainer that you know the drum and bass kind of <laughs> played a factor. Um, I have always enjoyed music very much so from live musicians to DJing to watching all the DMC champs to you know trying to figure out what they do and how they manipulate the sound and so I decided that I was going to learn production as well so I can understand it a lot better so I went into school and that was about 2007 and I went to school for audio production so I went and got digital audio production under the belt. I ended up going to uh, Pixel Blue College, as it's known now in Edmonton. But when I went, it was Dev Studios. So I started the program on recommendations from friends who were working in the hip-hop industry and stuff. And, and I was working door for them. Any chance I could get into music, I was there. Um, whether it be for merchandising for anybody or, you know, just being present. And that's kind of what, what fueled the, the actual footnotes so the name came about and dj footnotes came about um i had actually contracted a lifelong disease i guess you could call it uh, but it's called psoriasis 
and it just locates itself on the bottom of my feet. So I literally left myself with no walking capabilities. And I was like, oh my God, how do I get through in life? How do I get through doing this when I can't even walk? I can't use my feet at all. It was, it was insane. And I just, I ended up going to the government and bless their souls. They have this program called Alberta Works where you can actually go in and get grants funded for vocational colleges. So that's what I did. I was deemed as disabled. And I wasn't going to let that stop me from anything. I wasn't, you know, I was like, man, I could DJ sitting down, I could, you know, so I didn't have to use my feet. It felt like, so that's how footnotes started was, you know, all of this happened because your, your feet are your understanding. And I had to learn a, a lot about understanding who I was and what I wanted to do. Um, so the the school happened. I ended up getting a full grant, and I was probably one of the quickest approved grant applications because I had applied for my grant and got into the school within three weeks. So they saw my passion. They saw my drive. They saw my ability to really kind of face adversity in its, in its you know, brightest kind of thing and, and just go for it. And over the years, developing the skill, developing the networking and all that stuff has been, it's been a wild ride. So that's, that's the start of DJ Footnotes. And then drum and bass was obviously, it just, man, when you got a passion, you can dance to something, you want to play that something. <laughs> so, so yeah, so drum and bass was always, always the scene, always the vibe. Well, I mean, that's, that's an incredible story. It's amazing. Um, those are, uh some pretty intense challenges and uh, I think it really speaks to your perseverance. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The passion and, and the mindset of, you know, overcoming adversity and not letting things stand in your way. Um, you know, I guess we're going to touch base on COVID as well and, and kind of how that triggered things because it really makes you adapt to your world and adapt to changes. And I think that's the most important lesson that, that I could have learned in anything in life was having adaptability and understanding that plans change and they can change at the blink of an eye. And you've got to be willing to adapt to those situations and not feel like you're crushed by them. No, and that's right. Um, and I think naturally we always jump to uh, the worst case scenario in our heads, but uh, you know, it's a real thing They might, Positive mindset, right? Uh, yeah, the positive mindset will get you results. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I believe that that's how the world needs to work these days. We all have to adapt to change, adapt to change in relationships, adapt to change in, in work life, adapt to, you know, because the world right now is uncertain. It's been uncertain for a long time. It was uncertain back in the 80s when I was born. It's uncertain, you know, so having that ability to, almost not, like be okay with change and, and, and understand that nothing is foreseen, you know? So speaking of adaptability, <laughs> I had never streamed before. Didn't know what visual production was, none of this stuff. I mean, I was just like, hey, give me the music and I'll play it. <laughs> um, I was always actually, I thought for myself for sure that I would be so scared to be on camera and I was for the first little bit it takes a 10 days time you have to learn how to you know like look people in the eye and interact with an audience that isn't there and so you really rely on your own energy to produce the energy for other people and liquid cleanse came as an opportunity to 
showcase Twitch, like showcase myself on Twitch and really broaden my global reach. Um, I think that was my most, um, uh, my most desired approach in all of this was to be global, you know, to have global recognition in and amongst other record labels and have those networking. So Liquid Cleanse came about by, I mean, I started DJing for the Why After Hours stream and that in itself was amazing. And I was like, hey, I really want to have my own show, my own channel. And with my channel, I really, and my own show, I don't want it to be all about me because life isn't all about me. It's all about our community and the DJs that influence me as well as, you know, my capabilities of influencing other DJs. So I really brought about the Liquid Clan show as, as a way to create a community vibe, create something that, you know, for all of us to enjoy and showcase other people as well, because I didn't want it just to be about the DJ Footnotes show, um, or else I would have called my channel DJ Footnotes and <laughs> just gone from there. But the Liquid Cleanse show is just a chance for everybody to come and, and cleanse their vibes, cleanse their spirits with the music that they most enjoy. So mine was obviously Liquid Drum and Bass. It's the one that I really find that I can tone or, um, uh, get my emotions through, work my problems out, and I can speak to people better with music than I can with myself and my own words. Sometimes we can't express our own words and our own feelings that we're feeling inside, and we allow the music to represent that. And I really feel like the relatableness of, of music is what has gotten me through every adversity of my life, you know, understanding that you're not the only one, that we can create a really good substantial community over how we react with music. And so I've wanted to create the show that allows other DJs to come on globally as well, which is why the network was so amazing with Twitch. Um, I honestly can't think it was um, special ed special ed of the boiler kitchen i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with him but it was him who who started me with obs showed me everything set me up it was like hey man if you got the money let's let's make this happen and i was like i got the money let's make this happen so so it was him kind of pushing that like let's let's get you going you know you can't be this this bedroom dj forever right and so um but also i can don't be this bedroom DJ forever because of Twitch, because it allows me that chance to, yeah, feel comfortable in my home as well, right? I mean, there's lots of us DJs, some of us, some of us, I would say, have, have performance anxiety. And when you see everybody in the crowd, I mean, I, I am different in front of the crowd than I am. I'm a lot more concentrated on the music and having it sound how, the way I want to represent it than when I'm at home and I'm in a relaxed vibe and just kind of funking around doing my own thing, right? Because you don't feel like you have the pressure of everybody's eyes on you, you know? Even though you know that you have people viewing, it doesn't feel like that. So the opportunity to still have my element was, was always there. And that was, that was the most important thing to me too, is to have the show that creates this vibe for everybody in the community and keeps us all together, keeps us all sane because we can't be out in the real world <laughs> doing our thing. Even though there was renegade parties and people were doing their thing underneath the scene, you know, I, I really wanted to keep myself a little bit more political, you know, politically correct and, and, you know, cautious of everybody. And, and so this, that's the liquid cleanse show. The liquid cleanse show was born because of just the fact that I really wanted to create 
our community to be a little bit stronger and to have the support stop the cancel culture with a lot of people you know just understand that we all have a safe creative space and and regardless of what you're doing in your off time if you're here and you're present and it's the music that's the most important part that's right and uh so i think i think blogging podcasting and uh i mean a lot of people jumping into content creation in general um it has to do with that um i mean the past three years we've been locked away or two and a half whatever um and I well, think people... well what i really feel is i feel like everybody globally just wanted a, a a chance to meet new people that's right that aren't in their space as well aren't in their direct communities so i not only host um I, I do what's called a guest raid mix on my show. So I've kind of switched up the script a little bit on how raiding and things like that on Twitch were going and how people's shows were going. So I thought of this idea of doing a guest raid mix where I play for half an hour, introduce my guests, they play for an hour. Now I pay my guests too, which is something that everyone's like, are you kidding me? Um, I actually strongly believe that we're all here to make money. I mean, obviously it's a career. We all spent money to get here. So we all deserve that opportunity to make a little extra too. So I focus really on on allowing people to get subscribers. I, I, I look at big and little guys. I mean, I would really like big guys to come on board so that way I can maybe get a guest raid mix back and have a really big one but but for now I mean the show the show is just who vibes with me who's you know who's got that same that same judgment that same community vibe um, so whether or not you're an up-and-comer whether or not you're you know a big star I still want the opportunity to work with everybody to unite everybody because there's a lot of these young guys who are starting up who are so nervous and scared they don't know networking and this is a chance for them to have that networking just come to that well yeah and, and networking so important these days and uh, I mean they said it was the best way to promote a blog was to guest uh, guest blog. Um, I I feel the same about podcasting. Um, even musicians, uh, the way the way uh, people can build online communities and sort of share fans now, I think is is huge. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's kind of the whole vibe that I love so much. It's my guests, my fans are your fans and your fans are my fans, you know, together we can create a, a beautiful dance floor experience, both in person or, or, you know, in your own living room. So no, that's, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, now let me ask you what uh, what are you doing for marketing for uh, liquid cleanse are you so I do how I do my marketing is actually quite interesting um, I actually have a graphic designer that I've hired now uh, Donovan or okay. otherwise known as dreadnought DJ on twitch I've had him as a guest as well amazing amazing producer and, and drum and bass community vibes nice. um, so I do put money into creating flyers um, as well as what I do for networking and and stuff and, and how to promote myself in advertising, I guess you'll call it, is I jump into the bigger streams. I jump into these channels and I gift sub the crap out of them. I make it known that I'm there and then they do my, their shout outs. And from those, that constitutes as my form of advertisement, right? So they're shouting me out on their channel and it creates a whole marketing kind of, kind of posse, I guess, of, you know, then they'll come back in and then they'll give sub and I'll shout them out, my followers, you know, so that's, that's kind of how I believe that the marketing and advertisement has worked for me. Um, I am planning on obviously going bigger soon. <laughs> 
Um, you know, but uh, but as things as things progress too, the money needs to progress as well. So there's certain people who have jumped in and supported the crap out of me, and it's been absolutely overwhelming and and just really heart filling as well that that is reciprocated back through the community. So it allows me to then take that money and put it back into it. <laughs> so it's a revolving door, I think, of the financials. Of, you know, what you what you bring in, you should also put out, right? That is so, so, so true. Uh, now, let me ask you, um, as a creative on the business side, what, uh, what was the le- learning curve like for you? It's been a massive learning curve for me, but not as much as it can be for some. My dad was a finance minister and and stuff for um, Edmonton Arts Council. Uh, my dad was a big tax guy when it came down to the business of music. He used to manage bands in the 80s. So I had that management, that business side of music already ingrained into me over the years. Um, for somebody who's just starting up, they would definitely not be, you know, aware of copyright issues, infringement, paying things, you know, having your self-get paid is a really important thing too. I, I started the business under uh, BC registries just this year. So as it shows right now, it's it's been, you know, getting, getting gas mileage to and from gigs, things like this. They all, you know, you really have to learn how to uh, do your own accounting and, and make sure that you're very well aware of dollars coming in and dollars going out. So being organized with my time has always been something that's, you know, when it comes down to paperwork, <laughs> I've always struggled with. Um, and I think that's the biggest learning curve is just understanding and knowing yourself and where you set your boundaries and limits to. Um, in this industry, there really is no limits where you can go, but you have a lot of boundaries that set you back. So yes, there's copyrights, there's things like this, there's getting on national radios, there's all of these things that you do have to be well aware of when you're working in the music community in terms of being an actual business in it. Um, one of the things that I am currently looking into is how to start up my own record label. So I've got my business now, and now it's a case of starting up and funding all of the operations that are in here. So I do a lot of side hustles and stuff, and, and I kind of make my income doing doing you know what I need to as well to finance this too. So it doesn't just come from the actual industry. Um, itself, although the support has been massive on Twitch, like I said, making sure that you're you're well aware of what your income is versus what your outgoing is, and trying to find that balance. That's a huge learning curve too. Um, taxes, taxes, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always going to be the, the hard one to learn. You know, everywhere is different um, between the U.S. and you know all of that stuff. So I'd have to say that's yeah, that's that's got to be the big one. Um, you know, just learning my own organization skills as well. And, and really trying to hone in on, on that. So Now that's dope. That's dope. Um, now, I've been uh, following you for a while on social media. Uh, and it looks like a hell, of a, a hell of a festival season lined up. Tell us about that. I do. I've got a couple of festivals that are happening in Alberta. Um, there's the Extravaganza Festival, which is happening in just a couple of weeks. Um, I will be going from, I'm actually going to be going to Base Coast, but I'm just going as a patron. <laughs> Uh, I wish I was spinning there, but it's my it's my chance to network there. So that's super exciting, and I and you know I'm really happy that I put myself in the position to go. Um, I feel that when you do come into these 
festivals and you, and you are there, you know, you've got to make sure that you still have your game face on. So that's number one and four. I really want to go to Base Coast just to network with everybody, make sure I can get on there next year, have my face seen. Um, but yeah, so I've got Sex Extravaganza and the Frenzy Festival as well um, coming up in August. These opportunities, yeah, exactly. Yay. <laughs> I love it. So these opportunities have risen for me because of people like yourselves who have heard my energy, who see it, who, you know, really want to pass on. I think our strongest promotion is word of mouth. So, you know, be the best you can be, stand tall, keep showing up. That's the most important thing. Um, more festivals will come. I know it. Um, but it was really exciting to actually be asked to do these ones rather than having to apply. Next year, I will be applying to more festivals. <laughs> That's kind of how it works, you know? So, yeah, yeah, you've got to apply. And uh, you can't always rely on, you know, people, people going, hey, you're the one, right? It's very competitive, too. So you've really got to stand out. You've got to make sure that you're being yourself. You know, you're not anything different. You really are being yourself because when you're being yourself, it's the easiest thing to maintain. You know, when you're being something else or you have this character, it can drive you down into an energy loss or something that doesn't feel right. And it's because you truly weren't being yourself the whole time. So that, that kind of plays a factor in, in how you go about. Well, real recognize real. And uh, DJ Footnotes is definitely real. I mean, I see you... Uh I see you putting in work uh, a few nights a week online. You're doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I would I would honestly have it no other way right now. So um, the, the biggest thing is, like I said, knowing yourself, knowing where you're passionate. And I'm, I sometimes think I'm overpassionate. Sometimes about music where I was like, wow, you just listed off a resume of things. And I'm like, but you can tell you're passionate. And it's so funny because it actually trickles into my dating world where I start spitting off all of these like DJ things that I do. And everyone's like, are you trying to give me a resume right now? Or, you know, but it's just because of the passion that I have for it, right? So it's like, hey, man, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. You know, it's exciting. And to be able to express how passionate I am about other people's music, you know, that's, that's the most important thing. Like there's all these amazing, talented producers, artists. They want the opportunity to have their stuff heard by many people. And I think if we all work together rather than, you know, saying, oh, just because they, they don't produce their music, they're not a real artist or, you know, but it's how we create those vibes for each other. It's, you know, you wouldn't have producers producing their music if it wasn't getting played by a DJ, you know. So there's all these avenues that come into consideration when talking about the passion or being, you know, being about the passion. So I always want to make sure that credit is given where credit is due. <laughs> and so no, that's right. That's right. Um, and I mean, I'm, I give you credit. You, uh, you advanced your education. Um, that's also something I wanted to touch on um, because a lot of creatives – are focused on the music and, uh, you know, to, to, uh, advance themselves on the business side, it, it does require, you know, some, uh, updating of, uh, of your business knowledge. Um, yeah. what do you, what are your feelings on that? Yeah. I, I think education is really, really key in this whole process. And if you're not, like I said, willing to adapt or to adjust to new things in life and new ways of dealing with stuff and educating yourself, you're cutting yourself short in the industry. And a lot of success means that you're not cutting yourself short. You realize there's limits. 
you know, there's no limits to, to what you can achieve if you really get yourself on the education path and you really keep focused. I mean, we know what we know, but there's a lot more out there that people don't know. And, you know, as yourself, it knows about starting things up and actually monetizing off of this. It can be, it can be a little bit of a daunting. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, sometimes it could take 10, 15 years. And that's kind of what happened with me is that I really, I, I was DJing 15 years ago, you know, 20 years ago kind of thing. Like when I, when I got the turntables, when I got all of this stuff, um, I wasn't monetizing because I wasn't aware and I wasn't educated on those things right away. And being adaptable and understanding that, yes, if I truly want to make it successful, I have to learn these things. I have to. And not putting limits on myself, not thinking, oh, I'm just a creator, that's it, you know, and oh, I just bring the energy. No, I have to bring the business side too. I have to understand how to protect myself in this industry as well as protect the rights of the people who are giving me their music, as well as protect the rights of, of the artists as well that are involved because we all want a piece of the pie, you know, and it's, it's a large pie. We can all share it. <laughs> You're listening to The Mark Bates Project. So here with Chrissy, DJ Footnotes, Razco, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, now, if there was a piece of advice you could leave our listeners with, uh, you know, perhaps for someone looking to set out on a path similar to yours, what, what might that be? My first bit of advice would be to definitely research all of the platforms that you are going on. Um, I did a lot of research on Twitch and I found that it definitely had the widest reach for me in a global aspect where I wanted to be. Um, don't put limitations on yourself to stay local. I understand that we're all keep it local. People know I want to be global because that's where the success is. That's where you get the most reach in any online platforms because I find that 90% of my audience isn't from my town and that's the most important thing about online presence is you have to make sure you're adaptable to global change now it's some uh, some excellent advice so uh chrissy i want to thank you so so much again for for agreeing to come on and chat um now for any of our listeners who uh want to check out liquid cleanse or perhaps just hear a little dj footnotes uh where can they go so they can go to twitch.tv backslash liquid cleanse. You guys can also follow me on Instagram at liquid girl. And then I always post my flyers updated for shows. And I usually have a link or two that's on the bio, either for a donation link that's happening for fundraisings on the show or for the actual show itself. So it's Sundays. Every Sunday you can find me being consistent, <laughs> except for over the summer here because a lot of the festivals going on. But there's that. And then, yeah, Mixcloud and SoundCloud as well, just under DJ Footnotes. Awesome. For anyone who didn't have a pen, we'll have that in the show notes. And once again, Chrissy Rasco, a.k.a. DJ Footnotes, thanks so much for coming on. All right. Thanks again, babe. Have a great day.